Welcome to the Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today I'm going to be talking about why you should grow flowers in your veggie patch. Hey guys, welcome back to another week. Um, Full disclaimer, um, I have a snoring dog behind me. Um, I keep moving her but she comes back and if I look her outside she sucks. So it makes recording a podcast very um, difficult. So if you hear some snoring in the background, that's just my 14 year old beagle behind me. (laughs) So I apologize in advance. Uh, Today I wanted to talk about flowers in the veggie patch. So when I first started our garden here, uh, we had a clean slate, so um, pretty much we cleared the block. All we had at the time was some um, palm trees, which were way too close to our house, um, so we removed those, and basically we started from scratch. So because our block, it's kind of, it's funny, it's like a like our actual backyard space is a little bit of an L shape. Um, we have more space in our front yard than we do in our backyard. Um, our space is quite limited. So I kind of made the decision early on that I was only going to grow things that we could eat. Um, we also border on a park and um, there's a lot of native trees and stuff like that in the park as well. So I kind of figured that that was covered. So it was a pretty big pipe dream to start with. Um, so whilst the majority of things that we grow here are edible, um, I've kind of let that 100% edible garden philosophy slide a little bit. Um, but I still only want to plant plants that if they're not edible, they're functional in some respect in terms of um, something for the chicken, something for um medicinal use uh, or even just creating compost and things like that. So the one thing that we've started integrating a bit more in our veggie garden is actually flowers. So I always used to avoid flowers simply because we didn't have a lot of space and I couldn't afford it, afford to grow something that looked good over something that we could eat. Uh, so I mostly started growing flowers for my daughter as a toddler. She just loved picking flowers and organizing them and playing with them. Um, and then after interviewing an entomologist inside our Dirt Lovers membership, I realized how integral flowers had been to the success of our veggie patch. So let's talk a little bit about why you why it's a good idea to plant the flowers in your veggie garden. So we did talk a lot of excuse me, a lot of com- on companion planting. And one of the things that we really realize is that flowers offer so much to beneficial in- insects and it, it just helps balance out the bad insects. So the good ones, it's just, it's a really well-balanced ecosystem. So with flowers, what you're doing is you're attracting them to the, the beneficial insects to your space. You're providing nectar and pollen, um, to them and thirdly you're providing shelter and protection so somewhere to live so it's kind of the trifecta of attracting insects which is going to keep everything in balance and make our job a lot easier in having a healthy thriving vegetable patch without having too much input so how can you integrate flowers into your patch the the most simplest thing is to ensure that when you're planning your garden um just to include some form of flower amongst your other vegetables. So if you're like me and spaces of a premium, you can try hanging pots or just containers nearby scattered around. Um, that's worked really well for us. 
Um, now we've actually got a dedicated dividing bed between our um, main garden patches. Um, so in our sort of more formal raised bed section in our backyard, we've got what I call an insectary. So there I focus on planting flowers only in that section. I've got a bird bath and then it's all flowers. And it has kind of worked really well. Um, we've seen many generations of praying mantis hatch in there. There's loads of different things, assassin bugs, all sorts of things in there. So it's worked really well. In our front mandala garden, I try to plant flowers on the outside and then have our production on the inside. So we have like a circle kind of cut into quarters, like a, like I guess a cake or a pizza. Um, and we rotate those four beds inside um, the mandala. And then on the outside, I use that for my flowers and my, to attract the beneficial insects. So one thing that people don't, can't, well, they kind of forget that flowers can actually be edible as well. So when I was on my quest for this 100% edible garden, I did a lot of research on what was edible. And I had a lot of inspiration from Sarah at Basilee Herbs. She does a lot of um, <clears throat> edible flowers for her, her customers. Um, and I did an interview with her last year. If you want to check it out um, in the podcast, go back Um yeah, she's a wealth of knowledge in terms of herbs and edible flowers and things like that. So I found a jasmine because jasmine's one of my favorite things. Um, I found one that was edible that we planted. I found that dahlia bulbs are actually edible. Um, there were so many unexpected flowers that I realized, oh, they're edible. Roses, lavender. Um, so we have um, an entire collection of resources of edible flowers in our Dirt Lovers membership. You want to expand your edible flower knowledge. So if you're still not convinced that flowers are not worth the space in your veggie patch, then what you might prefer to do is let your vegetables go the full cycle and let them go to seed and flower. So even if you're not interested in collecting the seed, which why wouldn't you be? It's basically free plants ongoing. Um, it is a really good way to bring in those beneficial insects. At the moment, we have dill going to seed in our front garden and it is absolutely covered in ladybug babies. <laughs> I have not seen so many ladybugs in my life in one spot. Um, there are literally thousands of them. So things like dill and coriander going to, to seed, they're like homing beacons for these beneficial insects. Another big one, um, which is really good for beneficial insects is your Asian greens, your mustards. They get lots of love from the Australian native bees and regular honeybees love good, love a good um, basil flower. So some of the flowers that we always plant in our veggie patch, and this is just a very limited selection. We have literally <laughs> hundreds of different things going on. Um, but one of the favorites is Sweet Alice. Um, so we mostly use this as a living mulch, but it also attracts those parasitic wasps and hoverflies. Uh, the downside to this is if you have a four-year-old boy who loves to collect caterpillars as pets and keeps them in his bedroom, you'll find that they will explode into parasitic wasp larvae instead of butterflies. So just be warned um, that that is, I guess, and it's not a downside when it's in the garden because obviously um, you're keeping all those caterpillars in check. So with Sweet Alice in the right conditions, it will self-seed prolifically. 
The other one we grow is calendula, so ladybirds and um, bees use this one a lot. Um, you can use the petals um, to make healing salves or you can use it fresh as a salad. They can also dry the leaves and use it as a, a poor man's saffron. Um, Cosmos, I love Cosmos because it just gives me so, so many wildflower vibes. I love to plant it in mass. Um, we actually haven't planted it in years because it self-seeds so prolifically. And again, this is another one that the petals are also edible. I don't think this one's particularly tasty, but you can eat it. Uh, another one is the cornflower. So it has this beautiful blue, um, what they call it, the cornflower blue. It's, it's its own unique color. But that color, that blue, is a homing beacon for pollinators. So if you're having problems with getting bees into your garden, then maybe you need to start looking at that color and those type of um, flowers. Um, so it's such a pretty flower and it is used a lot in cake decorating because it's, it's a pretty um, common um, edible flower. Another one is borage. Um, it's again an edible flower. It has a bit of a, a cucumber flavor um, and because of its color, it's really enticing for pollinators to come in. Um, Another one, sunflowers, obviously, I just, I feel like it's not a veggie patch unless you have a token sunflower. Uh, so their bright sunny faces just make everyone smile. And of course, you can eat them if you like. Um, they're a bit tedious to shell. Um, I know people who have actually um, just chucked them in the oven and baked them and they eat them with, with the shell on. Um, but we harvest ours for treats for the chickens, so we just dry them out and give them to the chickens. Now the last one, which is pretty stock standard for a veggie patch, is nasturtium. So you can eat the flowers and the petals are peppery. But my kids actually showed me, and I don't know if you guys know this, but if you actually break off the little tip of the flower and suck on it, you get a hit of sugar. I thought my kids were mad when they were running around going, mmm, sugar, <laughs> picking all these nasturtium flowers. And then I tried it and I'm like, oh my God, my mind is blown. It is like drinking sugar. Obviously, it's the nectar within the flower. Um, I think grandma showed them, I think. And then when I was speaking to my husband later, I was like, didn't you know that? I'm like, no, I've always, you know, got the peppery flavor from the um, nasturtiums and because my kids are pretty sensitive to, to spicy food I thought it was really weird that they were sucking on them and I was always warning them you be careful they're a bit spicy <laughs> but yep they showed me something so some people also collect the green seeds and you can create a poor man's caper um, pickling them um, but mostly we grow them as a decoy plant for cabbage moth caterpillars so they will come and lay the eggs on there instead of everywhere else and also as a living mulch particularly in areas where things don't grow so well nasturtium will grow for you um just a word of warning if you get an orange nasturtium they love to cross with every other color that you've got and you only end up with um orange if that's kind of a problem especially because they self-seed everywhere um you you'll end up with just orange only um so that's my tips in terms of why you should be integrating flowers into your vegetable garden. I would love to know if you have started doing this in your own space and also what types you grow. What is your absolute favorite must have flower that is in the garden? Uh, until next week, I will speak to you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening.
Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes, or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.